Well, well, well. Where to start with that? Maybe with David Hay beating friend Joe Forney and then calling out Tyson Fury. Or maybe with the sad sight of 58-year-old Evander Holyfield falling through the ropes and then being dropped and stopped by Vitor Belfort. Or maybe Anderson Silva sparking out Tito Ortiz inside a round. Or with Donald Trump, guest commentator, apparently using the occasion to start his campaign for 2024. Or maybe with the only real fight of the night, as John O'Carroll kept his world title ambitions alive. Or maybe we should just talk about Emma Raducanu instead. Either way, this is After the Bell. It is Mirror Fighters Boxing Show. I'm Martin Dorman, joined by Barry Jones and by Declan Taylor. We will attempt to pick the bones of last night's thriller show. As I said, Evander Holyfield was stopped in the first round. I always think before these fights, I'm in two minds. One, something bad could happen. We could end up in hospital. It could be worse. Or, as we saw with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., it could just be eight or six really boring rounds. Everyone breathes a sigh of relief and we go home. Last night, it almost it could have been the former. You know, thankfully the fight was stopped inside two minutes, and no real harm was done physically. But I wonder, Barry, what this does for the the sort of genre of legends coming back. Did it not go far enough that people still want to see more? Do Triller still want to do more, or maybe are we starting to see the beginning of the end? I think we've learned now with this in, in in this modern world that you can sell anything if you just keep beating the drum, it'll sell. And the more popular you are or famous you are, then the more chance you've got to sell it. And so it will continue. I, th- I think it will continue. And if it's if some if it's a good fight, it helps them. If it's a bad fight, they just repackage another fight and, and go again. I think this is. I'm not saying here to stay. Well, it will it'll run its course, but it'll be a while. I feel because, you no. Know, <laughs> How would you? It, it's like, don't hate the player, hate the game. It's one of those scenarios where, you know, Holyfield shouldn't do it. He embarrassed himself, but and he did. An all-time legend of the sport who went on for too long, you know, as a real boxer, and and this one now against another guy who's probably passed his cell. I did. I don't know. The, the other guy he boxed in in a different in a different obviously combat sport. Again, he looked so old and, and fragile, no balance, and he didn't get hurt. And there was no, and there'd be no long-term effects on that because he didn't really take a, a, a decent punch. But like I said the other week, that's my worry that you know, no one gets hurt and it continues. But these fighters have taken too much damage already in their careers, like we all have. You know, but the, to, to be great, you have to risk that, and, and now to take it later in your life is going to be, and there's going to be a potentially you know, life-changing as you get older. But it doesn't matter to people who are organising these events because as long as it doesn't happen in the ring, it's irrelevant. And that's sort of boxing in the hole, really. Any combat sport in the hole. As long as it doesn't happen while the event's going on, once you retire, that's none of our business. And and that's how it is. But now they're old and I'll come back. And it I don't know if it's sanctioned. If it's if it's a you can't do nothing about it if it's just like a like a white collar fight, for instance, you know, there's no sanction about it to it. If that was if that was the case last night, then you can't stop it. But if any organization, if any professional organization sanctioned any of those fights last night, except for the O'Carroll fight, then they should be they shouldn't be allowed they should be sued. <laughs> they shouldn't be allowed to do it. Including the hate one fight. You know, that, nothing wrong with them fighting, nothing wrong with them earning money. You know, if people want to pay for it, then good luck to them. I can't blame them for, for you know being offered money and taking it. But if that goes down as a real fight, when it was clearly to anyone who had eyes, 
it wasn't a real fight. And this, I know Joe. I've known Joe since he was 17, 18. So I don't want to slag him off because he's, he's, I haven't seen him for years, but he's still sort of a friend of mine. You know, and I, we were close back back when he was younger. But I was like a mentor, to be honest. <laughs> but, you know, and I don't want to slag it off, but how can you not? Like, David carried him, clearly carried him. And and that was just as damaging for the sport, if that was a professional fight, than the Holofield thing for me. It is, you know, because no, David Hayes looks shocked enough and wanted to fight you know, Tyson Fury, and you just think, what, like, the last, why? Why? Like, I don't know why, because there's loads of money in it. And the thing is, because boxing is, you know, it's such a dirty business, it will be, that, that fight has a realistic chance of happening. Like in no other sport on the planet would you would that would that happen, but in boxing you can that's a realistic fight to happen and he knows it, and and now we and we're talking about it now and all the media streams will every platform who shows boxing will be mentioned that on their on their web pages and their news reels and and, and it'll be all out there and it'll grow interest and all it, all it takes for Tyson Fury to say he he's a bum or battling and that's and I ignites it and then whatever happens you know. We don't even fight Joshua then. He, he got, you know, he got one of the biggest names in you know, British boxing in the last 15, 20 years to fight. And that's where boxing well, kicks itself in the back. Well, you said it last night, Declan, on, on, on Twitter, you would watch it. And of course people would watch it. You know, we should have seen this fight, of course, eight years ago before he pulled out twice. But, and listen, Byron's right about last night's fight with Forney. But again, listen, eight rounds, 16 minutes. If they're getting anywhere near as much money as they said they were getting. Listen, fair play. I mean, if someone offered it, I mean, I'd fight you for a few mil. Let's be honest. Um, I regret it, mate. <laughs> you still got that sparring video. Yeah, he might. I tell you what, we certainly would watching it. <laughs> but but David Hay, you know, the real David Hay, three years ago against Tony Bellew, fell apart physically, looked terrible. Surely we don't see that fight. No. I mean, when I said I'd watch it, it's very much tongue-in-cheek. The whole point of that whole show is that people would watch it. People do watch it. And that's sort of like the barometer now. That's the measuring stick of anything, isn't it? It's like, well, if someone's going to pay for it, then we should put it on. But like, all you've got to think is, what's going to make more money on pay-per-view in this country than uh, out of Tyson Fury against Tom Schwartz or Tyson Fury against David Hay? Like, it's not even... It's, it's, it's not even a... You know a fight between those two it's sad but it's a sad indictment of where we're at and it's a sad indictment of it goes back to what we we're saying about people fighting in not regularly that you sort of think well you know if he's going to fight if he's going to fight those five names that he said in that in that interview he did you know with the two joshua fights dylan white you think oh sweet that's a good run i'd like I, i'd love to see that with wilder white two joshua fights and then he was talking about chisora but whatever but you know it ain't going to happen. You know it's not going to be those five. You know there's every chance that everything falls out of bed and then he's not fighting anyone. You're just watching him on Instagram doing, I don't know, shout-outs to people. So you sort of think, well, if it's that or David Hay, then I'd watch the David Hay fight. And to be honest, I would watch it. I'd, I'd work it because it would make money. Like Barry said, it would generate money. And it's part. And do you know what? That was a real realisation last night as I sat up watching that and paying for it on Fight TV out of intrigue and almost like... I felt like duty bound to do it. A lot of the time I do with these, but you feel like it's a duty to watch it because of my job and whatever else. But I felt like I was part of the problem last night. Yeah, sitting there watching it, paying the money, and and 
whether whether you agree with it or not, it's just like a circus, isn't it? You a lot of people went to the circus not because they were like, I love this. It was like, well, what is this? What's happening here? Like, why has that woman got a beard? Or is the lion going to eat the bloke with the stick? Like, that was sort of what I was. And I thought, I can't do this anymore. I can't be part of it anymore. I can't sit there paying money. It was so horrific last night. It just felt like, I don't know, they're obviously going for something, a sort of atmosphere, but the whole thing just felt rancid and sort of, they're standing there and they're talking, nobody, like we've all seen the videos of Holyfield last week doing the pads and whatever else. Um, and we all know why this is a problem. And no one really mentioned it because they all know that they can't because they're working for the show. They can't, like Sean Porter must have known. He sat, so they can't mention it really. No one can mention it. They're all picking Holyfield to win. And I don't know whether that was done last week before they saw the videos. It was like, this is absolutely crazy. Um, but, you know, go back to the original point on Hay and Fury, it's sort of, it's not quite as elaborate as that, but it, it still is. And, and David Hay knows that. He's the ultimate, some might call him con man, I would call him salesman. And it was another absolute sale of the century last night. And if he gets a Tyson Fury fight, given what happened to him against Tony Bellew twice, it would be one of the biggest results for any salesman, bigger than any Eddie Hearn deal. It would be a boxing salesman masterclass. And you almost have to admire it. You, listen, I, you have to admire it. You do. And again, if someone's offering you money, and this is David's earned a lot of money, but there's always more to be and just hard to turn down. It's the same with Hollifield. He, he spent a lot of his money. He still probably got a lot of money. But again, whatever they offer you, enough's enough, isn't it? I mean, never enough. But... Honestly, with the David Hay thing is, I think he comments on the Bellu fights. To be honest, I don't. He knew he wasn't right, and it looked that looked fabricated in many ways. After that, but certainly the return, and and but whatever it was, it was what it was. And but now he's going to come back and sell it, and and he's and he sold that and he sold that like a real fight last night, by the way, and 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 he's going to sell the, the the Fury fight when he knows as soon as he gets clipped, he's going to his arm's going to go or whatever's going to happen. It's not going to. He's never going to beat him in a million years. And how can you take him seriously as a pundit, as whatever he does after that? How can you? you know, that's the problem. I think, you know, since Big Brother, Big Brother, I blame Big Brother, like 20 or 25 years, whenever they started, that's when the problem started. And we will watch, we realised then, we will watch anything. And the more, the more curious the, the situation, then the more we want to watch it, the more the peeking behind the curtain scenario, I wonder what's happening there. And that's where we're at. And I didn't think it would seep into sports. And it sort of hasn't, but it's seeped into boxing. Because again, you know, we boxing is the, the you know the, the garbage tin of all sports. As much as I love it, as much as, as much as it saves so many lives. It's a Friday night, Sam Eggington boxed a French guy in a twelve round war, which I was ringside and it was a pleasure to be there. And honestly God, it was an honor. I, I called the fight, the channel fight. It was an honor just to be there. It was just so tough and hard. No, that's real. And they didn't get, they were probably cornermen, uh, I call them cornermen, on, on that show last night. We probably got paid more than they got. And that's where, the, what, in what realm of reality should that be, should that be right? You know, it's just, it's just crazy. That's real fighting that everyone should want to see. And but they all want to see celebrities dancing on each other. And again, I've got no issue with them doing it. Like I've got no issue with, with soccer aids and all that. It's all really good stuff. And if it, you know, but don't call it what it is. Make it what it is. That's all I keep saying all the time, and, and, and but it's not. And if Joe Forney and David Hay was a real fight, I don't know if it was sanctioned. Was it sanctioned? I'm not sure. 
I think I, it was, I, then it wasn't, then it, I, I don't know. I, it's not on BoxRec, neither is, is Evander Holyfield, but Florida so definitely you, seemed to be keen to do it. If you could gamble on that fight, which I suppose you could, you could if you could yeah. bet on that fight, then that board's on fraud. Because no way was that. No, They both knew what was going to happen. I, I, I can't have it any other way. And and, and, and Joe, if Joe sees this, he'll never speak to me again, and all the rest of it, but it is what it is. I can't see how that was a real fight. Like, and I know I've sparred with people who are not good enough for me, and I know I know I need a David Hazley, and I can make people look competitive. You know, it, it, uh, Floyd Mayweather did with Conor McGregor. That's that was exactly the same thing. Another thing which brought it on fraud for me because they knew what was going to happen there. They might not know the wrong he was going to finish him, but they knew he was going to play with him and drag him late to make it look entertaining. And and that's true, and it's true. The same as McGregor could do with with Mayweather if it was the other sport. You know, as well, he could have done what he wanted anytime he wanted to do it, and. And that was the same last night. Hey didn't throw a right hand. Now he's saying he didn't want to show Tyson Fury, you know, the haymaker. He wanted to make his mate look a little bit good and, and maybe they all bet on, on the going to the points, which was probably the you know the biggest odds, maybe, except for Joe winning. And obviously Hey's not gonna let Joe Colonia beat him because that would be catastrophic. And but it was just such a make believe fight that it, it was it was a sparring session. So if you can bet on a sparring session. All these people who got bought, who bought into it just got had their money stolen. Exactly, they did, didn't they? I can't see how you could see any other way. And they're sorry, that can't be legal. I don't know. I don't gamble. So, you know, I, I certainly don't gamble on that stuff, but that's how it is. And I would have watched it if we weren't covering it today on this podcast. And that's not me standing on my ground. I just, no, that's not, it's not, I said this the other week. Those fights are not, they're not targeted for me. So, why should I watch them? Good luck to them. Okay. But they're not targeted to me. I miss out on John O'Carroll, of course, because it's caught on that bill. But you know, it's, that's just one of the, that's just a casualty of it. But I wouldn't. Have, that's not targeted for my demographic, so I don't watch it. But I have to because we were going to talk about it today. That was the only reason. So Martin, it's your fault. Thank you. That's your fault. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say that. I mean, well, it is a fair point because you mentioned Sam Magazine on Friday night, and we we didn't we didn't come on yesterday and and talk about that because again, our audience. Yeah. Is it is different? So then we come on and talk about Evander Holyfield, and we already know what we're going to say. We're going to complain about it. Essentially, we're also going to say, for some people, not for others, the same as we do with with Jake Paul. So maybe we just shouldn't bother. But then it is well, it is a big talking point in boxing this week. Yeah, that was the whole. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that was the problem with Jake Paul, though, wasn't it? There was nothing else on that weekend. I mean, we, 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 you're right. There was there was an amazing fight on Friday night that we could have spoken about. But it's like we're just like every other news outlet that you just everyone feeds into the same thing. It's just like, and we kind of we kind of got to do it. And if we if we don't, I mean, if we don't, that's a good principled stand on it. But it was the fact was there was a show last night. But then when you just peek, like you sort of scratch the surface a little bit. Like all the fights were two minute rounds. It was like, like Hey Fournier was eight twos, and then Holyfield. Thank God. I mean, it didn't last one, one round, but it was almost just they just making it up. And the problem we've got, and Matt Christie tweeted it, the editor of Boxing News, something like he hit a nail on the head. It was like the boxing is, it's unable to arm itself against this. It's not boxing, not boxing's fault necessarily, but the fact is that boxing is cannot defend itself against this. Like. It was sanctioned, commissioned. There was better people betting on it. There were former world champions commentating on it. You had, you know, 
it looked like a show and it was just like Jake Paul, it's all the makings of an actual show, but then it's just not. And you sort of think, where does it end? And Boxing I'm not. Yeah, Boxing I'm not. With McGregor, with McGregor and, and Mayweather, Boxing opened the door for all this. These fights would have happened anyway. Triller might have just gone on anyway, but it wouldn't have been, and he might have had Xboxes, and that would have been an issue, but it wouldn't have really been Boxing's issue because you'd be separated from it. We don't sanction these fights. We're not involved in these fights. But then they have real fights on the bill. So, again, so not, so they are involved now. They are to blame. But they opened the door. They, and, no, listen, we all got to make a living. That's what we're talking about. No, of course. No, I've, listen, I'm, not a rich, I'm not a rich enough man to have that many morals anymore. And, but, you know, and that, but that's, they opened the door to it by lowering out that big, that huge fight against so much money he's had to turn down. But all gonna, you know, people who love the sport, it, it don't help the sport. It's a short-term gain. For a, for a which makes a longer term problem, I feel. This might be this 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 generation now might be the might if, if boxing is no longer going on in, in 25, 30 years time, we'll we won't point we would have pointed back to the proliferation of titles and, and how easy to get a, a you know and if you're the right guy you use more about that didn't you? That would be the biggest issue for boxing. You only get a title shot if you sign with the right promoter, you don't need to win, you don't need to beat any more world class, get a world title fight, more world titles in each weight. But no, we, we don't care about that anymore. We're not about this stuff. But this might be the generation that, if boxing does like extinguish itself in years to come, this would be the point we look back at and go, this is where it really, you know, really hit rock bottom and we couldn't, we couldn't climb back out of it. But I do think this as well is a symptom of what you've just spoken about in the, the proliferation of titles and the fact that the best don't fight the best like we had in the, you know, in the tennis where Radicanu emerged as the best because she beat everyone and there was no dodging anyone you know you have a pathway and you beat them all because we don't have that in boxing we all normal boxing fans just crave it as in no not normal boxing fans, normal sports fans the amount of people who always say to me why does this not happen why are they not actually fighting why can they not make it happen and they just lose interest in boxing because of that so then boxing has to do something else or that this sort of freak show then becomes appealing to people so i do think this is a symptom of that and it's just the next step on it and you're right i'm not really qualified to say this is the lowest point of boxing and this is the, but it feels like it feels like a moment this does and jake paul does and just where we are now and that there's barely anything in the books there's a couple of fights that you can hang your hat on and be like i'm looking forward to that it feels like a bit of a nadir um and you're right where does that end how does it, who turns that around i don't know i really don't know it's a bit it's, it's kind of worrying isn't it and by the way I got an agent. Well, I don't need an agent. Why do I need an agent? But I have one. He sent an email to Triller like ages ago, inquiring for work for me. So I'm the I'm big, biggest hypocrite in the world because I'm slagging it off, but I would have worked it. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, so we moan and I bet you would have got paid well. well. I bet, bet it would have been a good pay as well. Well, yeah, of course, but they're not going to have you. They end of seeing who they have. They're not going to have me, are they? Obviously, this is ridiculous, but. You know, but it was just worth an inquiry because it was work. And again, you know, again, if I was a rich man, I wouldn't have done it. But I'm not. So you know, I like everyone else. You got to, you got to, pay, you got to pay the mortgage. You got to earn a living, and that's so. Yeah. So I would have done it, and I was, and I was, I did. Listen, I did. What's your name? Freddie Flintoff. Do you remember his name? I did the go- I did the cricketer. I'm a golfer. I did the cricketer. So what am I to say? You know, you know what I mean? I, I did it, but it was. I worked for that station at the time, and that was the fight in front of me, and I. I tried to call it as seriously as I could, but I also didn't sort of package it up as a, you know, this is a Hall of Fame or this is the start of a, of a, of a, you know, of a, of a real journey of a boxing. It was what it was. And 
me. He's just treated as a novice. So, but I would have worked it last night. I don't know if they were on the flight. If they would have thrown me to Miami, you know. And 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 that's that's the truth. It is. I said to a producer once, and I won't go into it too much, but about somebody like we had a meeting, and I said, "Listen, I, I, it was an issue with some commentary, and I said, "Listen, I'll ultimately, I'll say whatever you want me to say. This is what this is true, and no one ever, to be fair, I have to say, no one's ever asked me to say anything in for any channel I work for. No producer or anyone's asked me to say anything other than what you what you think you see, what's going on, and I'd say that, and I think that's throughout the board anyway." I don't think anyone ever gets told what to say. But there was an issue with some commentary about a fight before where I didn't I didn't back the home fighter as much as maybe they thought I should. And I said, listen, ultimately, I'll say whatever you ask, whatever you tell me to say. It'll break my I said it'll it'll kill me inside. It'll break my soul. I'll be gutted. But I need the job. Do you know what I mean? I know if there was a fear there that they were gonna get rid of me and I I need the job. So I can't be more honest than that. I need the job. It'll kill me inside. If that's what you say, I'll do it, and, and I'll be devastated, and I'll hide away from the world. But I need to pay. I got family. I don't pay what I got to pay. So I, I mean, and believe me, they went no. Don't be silly. No, you have to. You do what you think is right. That was the last part I did for them. But anyway, it was. <laughs> 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 no, but no, they genuinely meant that. I'm not slagging anyone off. They genuinely meant that. They didn't. No, don't be silly. It was just you know they just wanted to you know, obviously promote the money had to go with them, and that's what it was. But again, that you know people will do what they. People, what people will do for money, it's not always about being greedy, it's about necessity. Evander Holyfield, he might have loads of money, but he got 13 kids with six women. And that's bad in any country, but in America, you know, the way, you know, the way they do their alimony and stuff like that, you know, he, he's just fighting that all that, but he went on, 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 on all his family just to feed them. So, you know, but the, but the people who win the sport, they have a duty of care, or should have a duty of care, not just for the boxers, for the health of the sport, but it doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. At least at the moment, anyway, we do have in two weeks' time Anthony Joshua, and then in two weeks after that, it should be Dante Wilder, Tyson Fury. But a lot of people doubt whether that fight will happen, and that's part of the problem, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure maybe it will. It's only four weeks away. It seems to be happening. I don't know how many tickets have been sold. I don't imagine particularly many, but hopefully, we at least have two excellent heavyweight fights to yeah. talk about in the coming weeks. Well, and then we've got um, Canelo as well. True. So it's not, you know, and, and if you look back at it, because I was thinking about it last night, if you look back at this year, it's been it's been okay, really, considering it's COVID. And we do sort of forget that, that a lot of stuff has been blown out of the water by by COVID. But just, yeah, there's, what, last night was a, felt like a real, a real stinker for the, for the sport and for, everyone involved and I've got to include myself in that to paid the money for it and I don't you know there's a lot of boxing that I don't pay for or stay up for that happens that but I did last night and it's just yeah not good do you know what is weird but well, I'm sure we're going to get onto it but the fact that Andy Ventures against John O'Carroll landed on that card it's just sort of kind of a bit weird it's just a bit like what, what what's happening here 10 rounder you know and it was great it was fun it was a real good fun fight and it was like yes this is what I want to watch this because it's you know the four fights on the card it was the only boxing match and it was it was good fun. It was good fun. I you just think how did it get picked up? I bet you that was the fight when everyone went to get a drink. 100%. Yeah. It's an intermission. Oh, this is not a real fight. Wait, let's go and see, like, let's go and see like, the two YouTubers or whatever. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? But yeah, but when, when is O'Carroll never in a, he's never in an adult fight. I mean, I've covered, I covered quite a lot of his earlier career on Box Nation and 
he's all no, he's not the biggest of punches, and that makes him more exciting because he's so aggressive, throws in combinations, a real busy buzz around you sort of fighter, and he's always going to be it. He's always value for money. Whatever the result of the fight, he's always value for money. He really is. But it, I sort of sometimes you got to try and get your wins and your losses. If if we go and watch that, but I get to see what what I saw Friday night. Like I went on Friday night for Coventry, two hours drive. So I got home. I got home about what was it? About half past two. I couldn't go to sleep before four o'clock in the morning. I was buzzing from just watching that egg in the fight. I was just absolutely buzzing. It was just what that was just like the toughest, hardest fight I've seen for such a long time. I can't remember the last time I seen a fight that was so tough. And it was and it was just awe inspiring. You know, I mean, I'm a boxer myself. I've been in some decent fights. I've I've, I've been punched around the ring more than more than most people, but that was one of those fights. I said in comedy, it was one of those fights where you love to watch, but you never want to be in. You know what I mean? You just love to, you know, you're like that, but I think, oh, the thought of being in one of those, like, would make me, I, you know, I start playing badminton for a living instead. You know, I, would, I wouldn't do it. You know, it was just, it was just, oh, they just could, every round come out and just punch holes in each other like they did. And they, they did 11 and a half rounds of a real war of attrition and then finished the last 30 seconds, toe to toe on the ropes. Like throwing throwing bombs, it was just like how can you do that? That's just superhuman stuff. And, and yeah, so if I can see that one, if I can see that, and I have to watch the other stuff, and I get that, I get one of those fights as a compliment. I can live with that. Finish on a happy note. <laughs> well, well, just on John, John O'Carroll. He so the the whole thing that was eliminator or some sort of eliminator, and he's you know he's still going for a world title. He's had a sort of up and down career, but that was a big win. Like Mentor's a decent name. Um, but then he's a, what is he, super feather. Who's the, what, WBC champion there? Oscar Valdez. So again, like it was, it was just another grim moment for boxing, that whole thing. Like everyone can see what should happen there. Everyone in boxing, not involved in boxing, anyone in with an iota of sense knows what should have happened there. And it didn't happen. And it's just another thing that happens. And that's real boxes, real boxing, real commissions, real drug testing. And it just failed. It just failed. And I don't care if there were caveats or whatever else. Like if you if you tested positive for a drug, you should be you should there should be some sanctions. You shouldn't be allowed to fight another man. Like this is the most basic thing. How is boxing gonna survive if that that ethos sort of falls away? So then even in that one good fight we had, an actual boxing fight last night. It was tainted a little bit because I'm thinking, okay, yeah, but Valdez is the champion here. But then it, that, in the WBO, you've got Herring and Stevenson. Another great fight. Another good fight. So it's like, it's just highs and lows always with, with the sport. And I don't know if John O'Carroll is good enough to win a world title. I, I'd love to believe he is. And I think there might be an opportunity somewhere for him. And he's one of those guys who deserves it. What an unbelievable story. You know, heartbreaking tragedy. And he's in there doing that. And it's just... You know, that is what is inspiring about the sport. And so even in the, you know, I'm allowed to swear on this, probably not. But even in the, you know, the horror that we had last night across the board, there was like a shining example of what it's all about. And that was quite nice. And that was what I needed at whatever it was, 2 a.m. And to be fair, it wasn't a 5 a.m. job last night. And I'm so glad of that. So we've got to thank Trilla for that. <laughs> well, John O'Carroll is fourth, uh, ranked fourth with the WBA um, and they obviously, well, they have a couple of champions. Well, the interim champion should be gone. So I think there's definitely an opportunity there. I mean, again, one of boxing's problems, but an opportunity for him. Uh, it was only a couple of fights ago that he lost to Maxi Hughes. So as you say, something positive. 
I've just had a look at next week's schedule, and I think I've finally been able to draw the line. I think we won't do a show on former Game of Thrones star Thor Bjornsson. I'm working now. <laughs> oh, um, of course you are. Well, I'm working there. I forgot all about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I patted the problem. Hey, don't uh, hate, the, hate the game. <laughs> he was supposed to be yeah. fighting Eddie Hall, which might have been, well, it would have been a freak show, obviously, but uh, he's not anymore. Eddie Hall got injured. So he's now he's fighting. Who's he fighting? Will you tell me, Barry? I have no clue, eh? A former uh, arm wrestling champion, I believe. No oh, joke. Yeah, no, we can't do that. Uh, but I don't think there's any real boxing on, uh, unless I'm mistaken, which means the next time you see our three faces will be Anthony Joshua against Alexander Usyk. Does that not sound like a breath of fresh air? Oh, I'll be there. Can't wait. Best stadium in the world, I reckon, that Spurs one. You reckon? Honestly, I've been to a lot of stadiums. I haven't been to that one. The my, uh, what was it? The one they had the Canelo fight. I haven't been there. That looks oh, unbelievable. Yeah, but the Tottenham one, in terms, I'd certainly in terms of England, it's better. It's nice. It's better than Wembley. That away end or the home. The the home yeah, it's better than the Millennium. Looking a bit old now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. I mean, that is a proper fight. Like a few of us spoke to, spoke to Joshua this week, and it just sort of gets a, the juices flowing. That is proper. Yeah, well, is. fingers crossed, nothing happens in the next two weeks to knock that one out. And um, we will be back then to talk about proper boxing. Until then, do take care. <laughs>